Yes, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Anchor of the Week. Welcome back, Timo. Yes, we have an exciting show for you guys today. Oh, today is too good. If you're too watching good. on YouTube, you're probably yeah. like, who the heck are these four extra yeah. people? who on earth have we got beside us? <laughs> yes, but before we get into it, we are continuing our series yep. on the World Wide Web, the internet, technology, Yes. how it affects us, and what we are going to do about it. And today we have a panel Yes. Don't we? Yeah. It's like a panel gig, yeah. It's We've a panel got, gig. It's um, exciting times, yeah. Four people who also happen to be four of our very good friends. Yes. So, um, should we just say, brace yourselves from the beginning? Oh, yeah. Oh, because it's going to get juicy. It's going to get juicy. That is yeah. the word of today, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I don't know if I should say you're welcome or I'm sorry, but... Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, so generally, we just kind of... We've got four different people from four completely different angles and perspectives. More just like... They're involved in different areas yeah. of, I guess, the World Wide Web or it's social media. It's your everyday user, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, let's, let's do a brief uh, background yes. on each one. Let's take turns. Yeah. Are we going to do Zach's team or, or my team? Let's do my we team. We don't have teams, my, but we kind of have teams. My, yeah, we do. My, my team over here. Um, <laughs> Sammy, let's start with you. What, like, just, what are you involved in and kind of how do you even use social media? Just, yeah, a little brief. Yeah, I really didn't want to start, but okay. Um, I'm Sammy, a big fan of podcasts. Yeah, can um, I interject? I know you literally just started talking, but this is the Samantha. This is the Samantha Vogler. Yes, hello everyone. The big fan. A couple episodes back, we literally talked about her for five minutes. Just um, grateful for her support. Um, I don't want to make you guys feel bad, but yeah, this is her, the elusive Weekly Samantha. watcher. Yeah. Heavy uh, influencer. She is. She is. Anyway, but, uh, continue. Yeah, I'm um, I'm a hairstylist, so I use uh, social media and just the internet a lot as like a portfolio kind of thing. Um, that's a huge part of the hair industry in general. It has really come up as you don't really call, you DM your hairstylist now. Uh, you find out the new trends on social media. You yeah, it comes from all over the world, so it's a good time. I use it personally, but also as a portfolio. So big fan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I am a, I am a Lord Alec Nave of the Scottish Highlands. Can you please explain to people what that actually means and that no, we're not in the presence of royalty? You are. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, but honestly, what does that mean? Uh, the, in Scotland, there was a, a nature conservation program where they offered... Uh, if you buy a plot of land for some odd dollars, they would, uh, if you bought a plot of land, they'd plant a tree on it, uh, they would officially make the land yours, and they would give you the title of Lord. Uh, so, so I am... Um, you bought your title? Uh, no, my brother did for oh. me. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, so I'm Alec, uh, I'm literally just a casual user I use it for nothing else other than to laugh. Of um, social media. Can yeah, we of social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do believe that uh, social media is a bit of a hellscape, but, like, in a fun way, you know? Like, you just go there to feel terrible about yourself, but sometimes it makes you laugh, and that's what you use it for. Anyways, yeah. Love that. Yeah. No, no, it's good. This is good. Already spicy. Yeah. All right, now, um, introducing my team. Your side, yeah. We're going to start with Harry. Okay. Sorry, we've been taught how to take the microphone from each other, so I'm practicing my technique. <laughs> First time on podcasts. Here we go. Um, kind of similar to Sammy, we actually work in the same place, but I work on the side of coffee. Um, 
So obviously social media for trends, the same, um, promoting the business and things like that, but also in terms of like communicating with, uh, uh, suppliers and things like that. Like I need to do a lot of ordering um, through online and through different online portals as well as emails. Um, so that's a big part of running a business. You have a lot of giveaways. Oh, giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Instagram giveaways are not a scam. I've won two. <laughs> so yeah, that's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, social media, the internet, yeah, use it all. It's a necessary evil, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Necessary evil. Good. I'm Josiah Ackerman. Um, I'm also technically a lord uh, with the exact same scenario as Alec. My brother bought me a square foot plot of land in the Scottish Highlands. That was my question. I was going to say, did you buy your title? No, I did not. My brother did as a a joke for my birthday. But uh, mine came with a nice knitted scarf. Oh. I I have like a knitted scarf for the colors of the highlands. Wow. Did you get that? <coughs> that was a no, by the way, just in case. I guess I got some perks <laughs> with mine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess I use social media different, I feel like. Um, I do work in somewhat of a, another coffee shop uh, doing orders and that kind of stuff, but mine leads more towards the like back-end use of the internet and social media. So um, I am developing an app and I've worked on some uh, like websites and that kind of uh, more technical side of it. So that's how I see the internet as kind of the bare bones, what it is at its core um, and what every every uh, website is behind its pretty face. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I also am a heavy user of uh, social media for information because like with Instagram, um, how everything is connections through Instagram now, not as much so emails. So is like Reddit for um, information or other social medias where you can get uh, access to people who are experts without having to jump through all the hoops. So, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Sick. So, I mean, I feel like it's easy to just go straight in and just bash social media and, you know, it's an evil necessary. Like, we no, will definitely be hitting that topic. Yeah, we will. And, and I think it's necessary because there's so many things we could talk about. But it's also got a positive aspect, right? I mean, you know, let's start with you, Sammy, because I know you talked about it as a portfolio online. I know, I well, I heard that... Um, I think uh, someone who works on social media for you is Daniel, right? For, for the for the shop and stuff. And I know... Which is Think Coffee Inc. in Camden. Yeah, uh, big shout out. Go, if you can. Yeah, big shout out. 39 Camden High Street. <laughs> but I know he did like a reel or something and it hit crazy followers. And like that week you had so many new customers, right? <laughs> that wasn't him. That was Oh. Would you like to tell the story about how yes. TikToker? Yes. So I'm doing Courtney's hair, and we filmed TikToks that whole day, and it, it took me so long. Up. We have over. We have almost fifty-two thousand views on it. Wow. Yeah. So you have misinformation. <laughs> Daniel does do our social media for Think. Uh, he is Sorry, one of our. Uh, he you know gives us lots of photos and stuff as well for our personal hair pages and everything. So thank you, Daniel. But yeah, that was Courtney. It blew up. I had about 20 emails come through to do hair within the week and and tattoos as well, even though it's like it was a hair reel, but it like came up. I would ask my clients, so how'd you hear about us? They're like, oh, I saw this TikTok. I'm like, ah, I see. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Instagram and like even like obviously TikTok, I really don't know how to use it, but I try. Um, (laughs) But they're so like uh, influential in how 
people find their hairstylist, um, how people like even, you know, our other hairstylist, she was spotted by like the hair company that we use, like their color company, and she gets to go to this really cool class. So it's like, you know, even the businesses are on there looking for other stylists that use their brand. So you can be a brand on there. You can be a hairstylist alone. So it's really good for like connections because, I mean, as a hairstylist, all I care about really is connections. So that's pretty much what I use it for, really. It's kind of interesting because, well, it's very interesting, not kind of interesting. Um, but if we're talking about, okay, like, you know, it's great for you because everyone's on social media. And we're talking, I guess, in the sense of how it is affected, you can make, like, more connections. But, okay, it's reminding me of the modeling industry, actually, and how, like, a lot of models won't book jobs unless they have a certain amount of followers, right? So it's very, everything is on the platform. In one way, it connects you to more people, right? So it gives you more exposure. But do you also feel like, in a way, that it's, like almost diluting the quality or like this could be like up for because over sensory but also like the connections and are they actual genuine connections because before you, to, you used to have to go and hustle but like face to face and there would be like that relationship yeah do you think that that's something that's missing in social media you definitely like, run the risk especially i mean i can really only speak through the hair like scope um about it but like as you know you have those hairstylists that have like over 100k followers like they're so famous on there um and then you have like me <laughs> you know i don't have 100k followers or like you know my views aren't huge like i don't break a million views or anything but it's like you know you run the risk of people won't go to you because you don't have that many followers or it's almost more helpful in that sense because they see your actual work. It's not, oh, she's always booked, so I only want to go to her. Because that's kind of how it was, like, when I worked, like, at, like, a place in the States. Um, it would be like, oh, she's always booked, so I'm going to go to her because she clearly is really good instead of going to this new one so she doesn't have a clientele yet. So I don't know if she's good or not. But now, because of social media, you can kind of go on and be like, oh, these are all the hair colors that this person does. Or, oh, this person, like, at this shop, this stylist is really good at doing men's cutting, while this stylist is really good at the bright colors. But this one, she does, like, really cool, like, kind of different avant-garde styles, you know. So it's like, you get the scope through it. I don't know if that answered your question. I kind of want to know. That's fine. <laughs> I want to think. We're a fan of rabbit trails here. I'm professional rabbit trails. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, just I, I know, like, you'll, you you mentioned, like, the back end of things as well. Like, I feel like that's a good thing as well. Like, just another, like, positive intake is, like, it's cool that you can build an app. And, like, you know, there's so m If you can use an app in the right way and everyone gets access to something that you want to be able to, I don't know, share with and stuff like that, like, you can't share with face-to-face, -face, like... I don't know. There's positives in that in that kind of space as well. I don't know. Do you want, like? Do you want to just explain like I don't know the good things that you like about creating an app? Like what is that good? Or or even just behind making a website and stuff like that? Like what are the good things that come from things like that? I don't know like how that? to answer this question. Yeah. Uh, I need it more like narrowed down. So, go, go. I think generally speaking, with your experience, obviously because you know maybe you're not super involved in social media, but from your work in kind of more like the back end of um, I guess the internet or just technology in general. How, like, what do you see as the positives of it? Yeah. Yeah. Much better phrased than, than myself. <laughs> so I feel it's very broad because, yeah, the internet's massive and the backends to all of it lead to very different things. Um, okay, maybe you can explain to us then what that even means. Uh, I, it's, it's, once again, it's just such a big topic to talk about. Like, it's, uh, 
<laughs> like, there's so many avenues to go down. So, um, like, yeah, I don't even know what to talk about. Like, um, well, why why would you create a website? Why would you create an app? Like, do you just do it because you get told to, or like, well, do you actually? Once again, it depends. So, okay. I mean, because there's the whole profession of like web development, and then there's also um, app development, and there's then just plain software developers, and there's a whole spew of technological professions um, that I barely even know off the top of my head. Um, so, this is one of the biggest tools for businesses now is the is the internet and social media. That's just plain and simple. Um, and it's one of the quickest growing and most implemented tools that any company or person has used. Um, so in that sense, this is the best tool set to have in your business is, or in just your personal repertoire is how to use the social media that will get you access to the people you're trying to access, mm. um, if that's what you're trying to do. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, jump in, yeah. No, I was just thinking, because like my sister is a actuary which means that she does, like, financial risk assessment. But I remember in her, like, university courses, she had to learn coding to understand how the programs that they use for the financial risk assessment actually work. Right. So she literally wow. sat through two semesters of coding class, which is basically, you know, what you do to build a website, yeah, yeah. to actually understand what she was doing and how the numbers come together and all that sort of stuff. So it's crazy how even that technology that builds websites and apps and things even, like, you need to learn it sometimes in many different careers and different spheres of society. Yeah. yeah. What about, like, just seeing as you've got the mic? <laughs> oh, no. You did this to yourself. I did, yeah, I did. did. I mean, just uh, running a business online, uh, not just online, but, like, obviously the online space and stuff. There's got to be some positives, surely. Well, yeah, I mean... Has it helped grow the business and, and things like that, do you think? Or do you think it will? I think it... It depends. <laughs> no, because um, in terms of cafes, right, uh, it's a, l a little bit different than hairstyling. I feel like we've got a good combination of both. Um, and the tattooing aspect as well, I feel like it's a little bit more similar to the hairstyling. But in terms of coffee shops, you get both. You get the people that have seen it online or they've seen somebody there on Instagram or they've seen the reel on TikTok and they come in. But you also get the personal, like, foot traffic. Mm. So you get the people that walk by. They see people inside and they're like, oh, that looks kind of nice. Maybe I'll stop in. Uh, or they pass it and then they look at the Google reviews, which is right. very evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you get, a, you get a mix of both, honestly. And um, So I wouldn't necessarily say that we depend on social media for like advertisement, yeah. but it is a big tool for sure. And you, you kind of need it, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, because people look for that. Yeah. I feel like it's the sense that, like, you're, if your business is on a street, you have access to the people that have access to that street. Mm. And when you're on the Internet, you are opening the street access, basically, to a massive webbing of access from people. Mm. So you instantly put yourself into a new, new map where people can access it a lot quickly. So if you know how to utilize that, then it's great. I mean, I know even personally, like when I'm, I mean, we live in London, it's like massive city and I'm always like, I don't know where to go. But my Instagram feed, like on my personal page has all these like little reels now of businesses utilizing it or there's like specific influencers that only go to like other businesses. Like, yeah, that post these like little reels of, oh, this is like this cafe. Here's their floor. Like, here's their ceiling. Here's the food that they serve. And it's like quick, shows you the location and then that's it because it's like you know, the attention grabber. But it's crazy how businesses are utilizing that, but also partnering with, like, 
other people that that's like their only job is like just to go to cafes and restaurants and like you know wherever it may be in London. It's fascinating. Yeah, how do I get that job? It's a great question. <laughs> um, we have one here from Alec. I think it's he's been nice and quiet in the. He has, yeah. Yeah, I think. As a user. No, but this is good. Like, what, and you said something straight in there. Yeah. What was it? What, what was it? Hellscape. Yeah. 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 Talk us through it, mate. Because, I mean, just as a normal user, just... Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so um, devoid of any of the business ends. Um, <laughs> like, to me, like, social media is like a love-hate relationship, you know? Where, like, I download it. Like, oh, I'll delete it because I've been on it enough that I hate myself, and I'm like, enough's enough. And then... Why does it make you hate yourself? Because it's designed to make you hate yourself. Like, Instagram, Instagram exists on a personal level to give people FOMO, you know? Like, like a lot of the time when I'm posting on Instagram, it's like, oh, because I know my friends back in the States are going to see me at Tower Bridge. Oh, look at me just living the nice London life. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But, like, that's the other part of it is what, how did they start? So right. how the social media started uh, into then how it was warped into the new business models that came from it. Yeah. Like the business of ad revenue and data mining and sharing um, that's laced in in the entirety of social media. Like, that, that changed the whole floor for how social medias are shaped nowadays. Like, how Facebook was an innocent uh, connection uh, chat for the Harvard students, right? And then it... I saw the social network. I believe it was started as a way to rate girls in, <laughs> in Harvard, if I remember correctly. You know, we just... Uh, yes. But then you have uh, Instagram that's like a photo, like it was, because they recently, what was it, recently they came out and they were like, we're kind of going more towards video, like we're a video yeah. app now. I was like, but that's just TikTok. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's... Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, we gotta put pins in these topics. This is so good. By the metaverse, <laughs> guys. You know what I think we're gonna do? We're gonna have a little conversation. But what I would love to do is just do hot topics. Just say something, and then just everyone put give their two cents in. Because you said all these things. I would love to know what everyone just thinks about the metaverse. Can that just be? That's what we saved him for last. <laughs> I know. Because we knew we would get derailed. I, I do want to quickly say, I refer to it as a hellscape, and it is, but I do also use it to communicate with my friends back at home. Like, there are positives to it, you know? Um, but yeah, it just also is at times terrible when you're on it too much, which, like, it's very easy to be on it yeah. too much because the constant, and you guys know this, like, the constant refreshing, the constant new it's the algorithm all that, that we stuff. all right. have grown to hate. Yeah. I mean, okay, but just real quickly on, on this... <laughs> Just before we move on to something else. Like, sure, Instagram, we use... But but again, it's like, it's you using social media right. in that way, right? So the problem isn't social media, it's the fact that you're using it in that way, right? Or, sure. I mean, so, yeah. So, so if my friends, like, if a group of my friends go to New York without me, that's totally fine. Like, they're allowed to do that. And when the, then when they post about it, that's totally their right. But just my human nature will be, oh, I see all of my friends in New York City, and I'm like, oh, I wish I was in New York City. Like, that, they're not doing that to give me FOMO, but just by having access to seeing all my friends doing this that I'm not doing, yeah. you know. And that's the exact thing. It's an unnatural access to information we wouldn't have. Yeah. And this has, this alters how we interact with information around the world. Like, uh, 
before the internet, how would you know if there was a bombing or an attack over in Afghanistan or who knows where, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't until it found its way through whatever media outlets were possible at that time. But now it's almost to the minute you know what's happening across the world. And how does that just completely alter how our brain interacts with things? No one would have known whenever they, they started implementing this in social media. Yeah. But it is kind of the pattern of the world. I, I took the other team's mind. <laughs> right? We think globalization, right? And this is something, it's making the world smaller. And this has started with planes, for example. Like, this has been... I've, I feel also like a natural progression through entire human history, right? This idea of globalization and trying to, what we were taught, bring people together, whether or not that's actually true. Um, but then, like, is this then just the natural, like, what should be happening? If the pattern is get closer to each other, know more about what's going on, you know, like, before it was only wherever you could, you know, get, take a train to. Now you have cars, then you have planes, then you have, like, do you know what I mean? Like... I don't know if I should phrase this as a question or as a statement, but like this whole, you know, train of now we know what's happening at like in a second. I wonder, or I can see that it in some senses, especially Western cultures, it really bulks up our like hero mentality. Like, because we know what's going on and we know that like how we can be involved and all that sort of stuff, which isn't a bad thing, but also having so much access to that does it start to numb us out to everything that's going on in the world? Like, because I think we can see a lot of numbness to problems or, like, we see so much negativity and all, well, not just negativity, but, like, things that are real problems and real struggles, but because we see them all the time and we know about it so easily, are we becoming more numb in, in that sense? And I think that translates into all social media as well, not just news. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the whole idea of, like, the Western, like, I don't know, popped in my head as you guys are talking of, like, is us advancing so fast and so far, especially in the media zone, is that taking others down way quicker, like other societies and cultures, you know, that don't have access to that? Is that taking them, is that creating, yeah, like, this giant gap that wouldn't have necessarily been there, but also is it, like, you know, making us numb to something that is so personal for them because it's like we put their lives on our media a lot, even if they don't they don't know or, like, they don't have the access to that. So it's just, like, an interesting, like, thought of, ooh, <laughs> we're making an unnecessary gap, but also it is clearly benefiting us and helping us, like, you know, it's that toggle of does us knowing more about these situations help or is it, like, all of the information and all of the opinions only, like, make it more of a problem. There's like two parts to it that I think about is, is globalization good? Because if you think about historically, I mean, talk about the Tower of Babel, last time that the world was unified entirely, and it was a kind of a round sin in like defying God. So is us unifying altogether a good thing? Uh, like obviously there are things like in the coffee industry, it's great. Like the industry is kind of, at least in the specialty, like third wave scene is all unified to try to help the uh, entire line and all the way down to the farmers, like traceability and just like uh, economically and environmentally, like it's great. But what if all industries don't care about that? You know, also in the fashion industry, big brands are being pushed to care about that because there's been slave labor and there's been terrible environmental uh, uh, practices up until today and still going. 
So um, if everyone's unified, would it be for good or would it be for bad? Like, um, and then the other part is with technology advancing so quickly, we're already facing chip shortages uh, and with silicone. And we've, what, been going for a couple decades? Mm -hmm. And so we're not even moving to, like, deal with that. So is it good that we're pursuing it so heavy without looking at the finite tools that we're using for it? So. This is class. I'm looking just quickly. But, yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think, like, you know, having access to all this information, like, is that good or bad, right? It, I think it all comes down to how I use that information, right, or how I take that in. Like, again, I'm just referring to you just because you started this whole thing. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, with seeing your friends in New York, for example, and, and them displaying that, and you having access to that information, again, like, I don't know. I always, I for some reason, I'm so drawn to the idea of just like responsibility, responsibility self responsibility. How am I taking this in? Like, you know, is the access really the issue, or was it more just like like FOMO? FOMO is a, th a thing. Like that's something that we all have to deal with. It's something we have to try and resist sometimes, and blah blah blah. You know, like do you not do you not think that you have any part in th that issue, or do you th would you just say it's Insta's fault? Okay, so here's what I'm thinking about, guys. Um, basically, this entire time, right? Um, I mean, like, I, I don't... I think that it is partly my fault, right? Like, obviously, that's partly just my human nature. I see my friends doing something crazy, fun, cool. I want to do that. However, I think that there is a part of us that social media has trained to, I want more attention, I want more recognition, I want more... I want people to, like, view me more, right? Um, and, like, I think you see that with just, like, I mean, coming from L.A., just all of the influencers, all of the people. Okay, so. Bear, bear, no, 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 bear with me on this, because you might think this is a bit of a stretch. But, like, L.A., pre-pandemic lockdown, the joke was, like, half the people who are in L.A. are influencers, right? Because they want that recognition from social media. Mm. Then the pandemic hit, and it became a lot harder to go around and do that. Now the joke is that, because people, they want people to see them, they want people to love them, they want that. Now the joke is that half the people in LA aren't social media influencers, but are only fan stars. What's the pipeline that takes you from wanting that recognition of Instagram to, I'm literally... Selling yourself. Yeah, selling myself online, exposing myself fully to continue to get that. Is it just the allure of money that draws uh, guys and girls? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, like, everybody's doing this. Is it just the allure of money, or is there some almost, like, exhibitionist act where they're like, the more people see me, the more I'm seen, you know? And I think that that does come solely from social media like a nefarious aspect of like you're exploiting human um not weakness insecurity maybe yeah yeah well but also are we treating social media interaction as actual human interaction is the other right. part of it and that's where people still a lot of people don't understand that you're not going to get the same fulfillment from a text than you are with a, an in-person interaction with someone mm -hmm. so that's another thing that everyone's been slapped in the face with in the pandemic so i think sammy has something to say now <laughs> um but the metaverse is essentially like, you know, it's the augmented reality of like 
you know, you can go on and live your life now because other governments are joining, like Seoul in South Korea is joining it, like as the first government and businesses are buying in. So it's like going to be this whole thing, essentially making another life outside of life. It can be used for so many different things, games, but also paying your bills mm. at the, you know, at your job or whatever, if you can't go into work, you know, all these things. But it's like a, the train of not saying OnlyFans, it's not like that extreme of it, but the fact that we're searching for like community when it's right in front of us, but we're just going deeper into this, like, you know, so we go into Instagram, we scroll for a while, and then we're like, then people, you know, go into the OnlyFans or the Patreon or, you know, all of these different things that only, we're still looking for community, but not with what's around and then going into the metaverse would that be the next step of that like of that pipeline as you were saying when this is where my phrase of necessary evil comes into play because this this is evil like there's evils in there but also some parts of it are necessary it's like money like money can be evil uh but also to live in the generation that we are now money is necessary and it's the same with the internet, social media, and and just all of this, like this whole thing. It's crazy. So yeah, explanation. You're welcome. This is literally the plot of Spy Kids three. But like, even I mean, the benefit of like the metaverse, and as you're saying, it's a necessary evil. But like, even the benefit of why, like, I was reading the article of like when Seoul announced that they were going to do that, is because then the elderly that can't go in to pay their bills or that they can't go in if they have a problem with the, you know, gosh, all of the buildings of the government, you know, they can't go there or they can't go to these hearings. It allows them to do that. Or people that are handicapped mm -hmm. that can't make certain events, it brings them in. So in that sense, it's really great because it allows people that have been isolated by a fast-moving society to be incorporated again. But also, is that really the society, like, it? Now we're splitting it into two. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I it, I find it interesting because the metaverse has been um, kind of a source of inspiration for a lot of media outtakes. Like there's a, an animated series called Sorta Online that plays a lot on this idea of entering into this world where you, yeah, you're in a whole new world and it's it's a it's like an anime. So um, it's like a swords and all that kind of stuff, but it's basically this. Um, but you have, you can, like, feel everything that's happening in this world and everything. So you're really kind of, I feel like this is a line that is being jumped over. I, I honestly don't know if it, if it would be more good or more bad, but it does uh, make you question, like, will you be able to have, like, true interactions with someone in this augmented reality? Because it's a reality overlaying your current reality. So you would be able to interact with someone like truly in 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 like in live interactions without leaving your room, which is great for someone that might be paralyzed. But are we then just kind of robbing ourselves of real interactions? But then again, is it like that much of a trade-off? Whenever, like, it's a very interesting thing to me, and I'm curious how it's going to be implemented. But I strongly don't want Facebook to be the one that controls it because. And intentions are bad. So, sorry, Meta Incorporated. <laughs> Can we talk about that? This is name change. Also, the plot of Ready Player One. Yes. Also, oh, yeah. Well, this is really interesting because we're all like, "Wow, like this is crazy." Or like we watch these movies and we're like, "Oh, ha, ha like that's that's so fun, that's so entertaining." But like, this is our life. And what they say is everything, like, like all of this, like the technology that you see in movies, is what like five years 
behind like where we actually are. You know what I mean? There's something that said that. Yeah, so when you watch like movies and stuff with the FBI and all the different like data analyzed things, well, and we think it's so cool, well, they're actually five years ahead. Yeah. And it's like this with the metaverse. You know, we watch things like Ready Player One. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I never watched it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and we're like, well, that's, that's crazy. But then here we are in 2021 when this could literally become our reality. The art is prophetic. So I'm just going to leave yeah. that there. Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, in fact, I think there's, there's a couple people here. But um, I, I think we're on the same page. I think I, like, I 99% agree. With, in fact, I do agree with what you guys are saying. It's just part of me is very reluctant to just be like, Instagram, you're at fault. Facebook, you're at fault. Meta. Meta, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Meta, you're at fault. Like, I, yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm just very like, I feel like it's easy to use that as a scapegoat and just be like, that's the issue. Like, and don't take responsibility on. And you just highlight everything that they're doing and we don't ever highlight the things that we need to be responsible for. Yeah, so I mean, like, I'll just use, like, my own life. Like, when I was in, I think, late middle school or early high school, like, I remember, like, Instagram was, like, the craze that everyone was doing. And, like, certainly, like, yes, a lot of how I handled that is on you. But you're also telling literally children who are just now getting access to being able to see everyone else. I mean, like, for me, it came out late middle school, early high school. My youngest brother grew up with Instagram, you know? Like, he always had it. It, He's been trained, it's been trained into him, Mm. you know? And, uh, I mean, I think that as you get older and mature, certainly, yes, you realize what it is, and it's no longer about, do I have more followers or not, you know? What are my posts like? I mean, not for everyone. For a lot of people, it's like that. But, like, I think that, like, on a level, you can begin to take responsibility. But when, from a young age, you're being trained, um just through this brand new form of human interaction, I think it becomes very negative and it trains you to constantly looking for that validation. You don't have that awareness yet of, I can shut this off. And I know, I know uh, Josiah has more to speak on like the actual technical side of that. Yeah, because the, like, the social media is built by a conglomerate. And, well, or at least it's now maintained by a conglomerate. Not always started, as we know, like, most of them had humble beginnings. Um, or like TerraVision, which was the, the predecessor to Google Maps, was started by a, a bunch of these really cool artists and nerds in, in Germany. If you know about it, whatever. Look it up. It's great. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, <laughs> like, the, from humble beginnings, it turns into a very different beast. So, in the, in the end of it, you, you do have control of this, of this tool, Instagram. You can delete it from your phone. You can delete the front of it from your phone. There's still parts of it underneath um, that are still tracking you. And then you um, don't, don't have to deal with it anymore. But when you're on it, are you going to just delete it? Like, or are you going to keep using it? And, or more so, it's going to continue to use you to uh, have you be sucked into its flow. Okay, also quickly, can you just talk about, what was it, like human... Human and, analytics yeah, and you. telemetry data. So That. Yeah, behind <laughs> all of this, there is a business for ad and your personal information. Um, and it's, like, not even just, oh, you were born in Kansas. Like, it's, no, it's how you're typing. What apps are you typing into? What's in your clipboard, which is this, uh, it passes through all the apps. Like when you copy and paste something into a browser from an app, 
other apps can see what you're doing. Uh, they publicly say in some apps, like, uh, give us permission to track third-party apps, so apps that aren't them that are also on your phone. So there's all of this that is underneath this all. So it's a giant, giant mess that uh, is never talked about. And I think this is actually a perfect way to kind of tie it all in because, is, yeah. I mean, I think we need another episode, to be honest, on, like, the back end. Of, pending. Yeah, episode pending. Just at Ackerman, wait for an email in your inbox. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, guys, thank you so much for this. We really do have to wrap it up. And um, it was nice to talk to you guys. And I think there's so, good. so many things that maybe we, we even left unsaid are kind of open-ended, but that's how it should be, right, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've just dived into different areas. And that, yeah. it's been class, yeah. It's amazing. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Yes, as always, it's so great to have people on, to have our friends on. And we encourage you guys uh, that are watching, if you have friends, have these conversations with them. Yes. And if you don't have friends, make some friends. You can borrow ours if you would like. <laughs> um, Otherwise, see you next week. Yeah, we'll see yeah. you next week. Find us where? On the Anchor of the Week on Instagram. <laughs> and we are transitioning into oh, yeah. our own YouTube, YouTube yeah. the Anchor of the Week, so make sure you're already following that, because at the end of this series, we will no longer be posting on Hope and Anchor Community Church. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Anyways, guys. Brilliant. Have a good week. It's been amazing. See you later. Thank you.